This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am so excited today to have my next guest. She was born in Taiwan and then her family immigrated to the U.S. when she was 13 years old. She's grown up around a family of educators. And so she learned the value of contribution at a very young age. And I'm excited to talk to her. She has an academy called the Opulent Academy, which, you know, a lot of us are trying to figure out opulence or want to figure out at least how to be successful in our life. So I'm excited to talk to Amy. Amy Lynn, how are you? I'm doing very well. And you, Tamara? I'm doing great. You know, I, uh, I'm normally in Los Angeles, but right now I'm in Ohio visiting family. And it just poured down rain today. So actually, I love it because we don't get enough rain in L.A. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, I'm excited to t- you know, hear about, you know, what you, what possessed you to go into business, you know, become a coach. You know, uh, especially you would think that since you have a family of educators, you would become a teacher, which I guess is not too far off. Yeah, right. That's right. So actually, uh, first first job out of college, I was in the banking industry and I did not enjoy it at all. Mm. Um, But of course, being in a traditional Asian family, my mom wanted me to go to the the 95 job route. Of course. (laughs) And I remember clearly one day I I, after work and I just had a conversation with my mom and I said, I really don't think banking is my passion anymore. I want to do something different. And, And I remember clearly this is what she said to me. She said, well, most people don't like their jobs. So just suck it up. Just suck it up. Oh, my goodness. Now, you know what's interesting? Because this is not just, you know, you would say Asian, Asian family would say this. But I think a lot of people have this in their mind that you're just supposed to, you're not supposed to be happy at work. Work is work, right? Right. right. Oh, my. And dare, and dare you for even wanting that, you know? <laughs> right. And, of course, I didn't know better. So I'm like, Okay, so I listened to my mom. So then I stay at the banking job for another seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and in between, I went from different banks. So I went from probably five banks, thinking that the next one will be better. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But of course, that was not the case. No, not the case at all. Well, you know, and you said right here, your life purpose is to help others. I mean, of course, you can help people get a bank loan, but that probably wasn't what you were thinking, right? Right. What you were feeling. What do you Mm -hmm. think drove you finally into becoming a, you know, a business owner, a coach, you know, seven years and you're doing what you're doing. You're being a good daughter, you know, you're doing what you're Mm -hmm. supposed to do. Yep. What do you think was the thing that finally was like enough is enough? Um, I think it was a combination of a lot of things that happened. And I think it was the, just, the universe kind of just pushed me out. <laughs> yeah. So first was, of course, um, the, at my last banking job, the manager, she made me cry on my mm. birthday. And that just kind of pushed me like, you know, this, I think this is it. This is, I, I really don't deserve that. Especially you don't on my deserve birthday. it. Of course. No. 
Um, and then after that, um, I had ended a, a long-term relationship that, that made me realize that I wanted to find out what was important for me, for Amy, yeah. what I wanted to do. And I felt lost in, in that relationship. So after that, I started going into personal development. So I attended, you know, seminars and, and personal development courses for about two years. And I just really, really loved it. And I, I love my transformation, the person, the woman that was, I was becoming. Yeah. And I was just sharing with my friends and family and seeing them, them transform. And finally, what, what really helped me, push me to become the, the, the coach was actually I saw uh, one of my current mentors, uh, Bob Proctor. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so for those of, you know, the audience that may not have heard of Bob, Bob is actually considered the number one um, teacher, um, human prosperity and success. Oh, wow. And yeah, so I, I saw him on stage for about two hours. And I the information he shared with me was just so mind-blowing, and I just made a decision that I wanted to sh help as many people as possible to understand this material. So that's, long story short, that's what happened, and I, yeah. I decided to coach. That's amazing, because it's not very common. Um, you don't see a lot of Asian women coaches. I'm starting to meet them now, but I'm looking for them, right? But yeah, it's not something that you would normally see. So I want to go in a little deeper, Amy, because, and I'm doing this because I know that you are a coach and I know you work with personal development, mm -hmm. you know, because there's people that, you know, they're hearing this word per personal development over and over again. And they're like, what is that? It's, I don't was stupid. I don't think that's going to help me. It's not important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what do you think was going on in your life? That's basically, I mean, I know your dot, your your boss made you cry, mm -hmm. but what else were you thinking was going to change? Like there's something that said, yeah. you know, I, this is not for me. This traditional route is just not what I want to do. What do you think it really was going on? Cause there's probably was a several things going on at the same time. I think it, it really stemmed from when I was younger. So a, a part of it is the, the self-worth. Yeah. That, I knew I, I knew I should have listened to my heart. Like I was at a job where I felt like I was dying inside. I was just not growing. And I, and, but at the same time, I wanted to be a good daughter and listen to my mom. But if I had that self-worth, if I really trusted my, my gut feeling and, and follow through, then I would have not stayed at that job for that long. Right. I think I, I would have definitely transform and, and did something else sooner rather than later. Um, so by going through the personal development courses, I was able to find my worth, what, what I was capable of, what, what I wanted, and really to pursue that. I love that. You know, here's the thing too. You know, this is, I mean, I know we're specifically talking, I'm going to bring this up and as an Asian woman, I'm going to ask this question, but really this is, this goes across the board for women really needed to get clear on their worth, mm -hmm. right? And really need to understand that your worth is not locked up in what you can do for someone else, what you can, how you can serve someone else, how you can listen to someone else, but your, your worth is really who you are and what you are yes. actually worth. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And I know it doesn't make it any easier when, you know, you are trying to be the good daughter. Yeah. 
right? And your parents are immigrants that come to this country yep. and you're trying to, you know, they want only, they only want what's best with you. Know, you know this. Right, right, exactly. And, and when I told my mom that I was going to quit a stable job yep. and become my own boss, she's like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Right? And then she, she actually, she, I, like you said, she, she wanted the best of me, but she didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. And, and she even said, oh, if it doesn't work out, then you can always go back to banking. <laughs> right. Right. You're like, no, no, <laughs> that's never no, happening. I'm never going back. No. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, you know, uh, I'm so glad you made this decision because now you stand as a leader to other women to let them know that it's possible, it's, you're capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, did you know that you were going to become like an opulence coach, you know, someone who's going to teach them prosperity? Did you know that that was going to be it? I mean, of course, you're in banking, so that might be kind of obvious, but did you know that that was the place? No, not at all. <laughs> it's definitely a, a process um, to, to become where I am today. And what I would recommend, you know, listen for the ladies that are listening is to, to learn how to trust our intuition. Yeah. Right. Because deep down inside our soul or, you know, our heart knows what we want the most. But of course, because of other people's opinions or our fear, sometimes we don't listen to our intuition. Yeah. But if we do just follow our intuition, we'll always end up at the perfect place. Yes, it's so true. Okay, so let's, I'm going to dig into intuition because I love this. I was just having a conversation before your, before this call, this podcast, I was having a conversation with someone who does meditation Mm -hmm. and we were talking about going inward and, you know, uh, spending more time with yourself. Mm -hmm. So what would you say that intuition looks and feels like? What does that look like? For, for those of you that don't know what that is and how do I trust my intuition? What does that look yeah, like? Yeah, that, that's such a good question. So intuition is actually one of the higher faculties that we all have. So we, we've all heard the term that we have infinite potential within mm-hmm. all of us, right? But what does that mean, really? Right. How, and how do we tap into it? Right. right. So intuition is just like a mental muscle. So just like when you go to the gym, you exercise your physical body, your intuition is your mental muscle where we all have to learn how to exercise Mm -hmm. and how to tap into. So intuition is a feeling. So it's something invisible you cannot see, Mm -hmm. but we can all feel it. We can all feel it, right? However, when there's fear present, then you cannot hear your intuition. Yes. Right. So, it's just, so you basically need to quiet down the fear or quiet down that noise Yes. so that you yes. can actually feel, because you already have the answer then. You do. We do. We all, yeah. we all have the answers. Yeah. But there's another thing though, because the reason why most people don't listen to their intuition, because there's a second thing that comes up around is you're in a chatter. Yes. All the chat, <laughs> chat, chat noise. I call the itty bitty shitty committee. <laughs> I love that. And it, it really is a committee, huh? Yeah, it is. Like, who are those people talking? Right. It's not just one person. It's like, right. oh my God, a whole family. <laughs> right? 
and and because of that, we definitely don't listen to our intuition because if sometimes, especially at times, it feels like those committee is so strong, yeah. and we can we can mistakenly feel like they're the intuition, but in fact they're not. And how do we know that? And this is one thing that I want to let your listener know is that listen to your heart. Oh, so yeah. meditation is one of the ways because we can actually shut off our senses mm-hmm. to go in within the heart and not in the head. Right. Not in the head. So if you, the, in the, the chatter is coming from the head. Yeah. Right. But the yeah. intuition is coming from the heart. That's so, so good. So yeah. good. So how many years now have you been a coach? For 18 months. 18 months, good for you. Goodness. And you, like you said, it's a, it's, a, it's a process. You start like doing the work, doing the work on yourself, getting the tools. Yes. You know, what do you think the biggest hurdle has been for you to overcome so far? Yeah, um, I, I would say there's actually two. Two main things is number one was the imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. I, I especially when you're going into a territory which you've never been before. Of course, of course, right? You're going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was because the fear, again, fear of criticism, fear of what other people might think of me. So when I transitioned to, so before, before I became, decided to become a coach, I was in real estate. So before I was doing that transition was that in my mind, again, the inner chatter came. So I, my intuition, yes, it was telling me, yes, this is what you want to do. You want to help people. This is the way to go. But my inner chatter was telling me, who do you think you are? Right. You're not a coach. Right. right? You, no one's going to listen to you. How, right? Like all these things. And I remember clearly was that I start feeling anxiety in my body and mm-hmm. I've never felt anxiety in my entire life. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know how it felt like. Right. Until I was having a conversation with a girlfriend and she said, you know, you're having anxiety attack, right? And I was like, no, what does that mean? Like I had no clue. Oh, wow. <laughs> no idea. And I actually had to Google it. And then wow. that's what I was going through because fear. So Doubt and worry, they happen in the conscious and subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. Fear, it happens in the body. Mm -hmm. So because I was having those thoughts and feelings from my my mind and actually went through my body and my body was feeling uneasy, the uneasiness. Yeah. And then transpired and it came out. And that was huge for me. And But what was interesting was that now looking back now that i know what i know is that that was actually a good thing that's when you hit something like that what we call yeah. it, like fear yeah. it's something you should celebrate yes yes. yes you know you hit a jackpot you hit a jackpot you hit on something sometimes it's like you hit on if you think of yourself inside of a big old square or inside of a big old bubble mm. and then you start to hit at the edge of it right? Or let's say you're on an island, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything you want is over there, right? You're right Right. at the edge of where you are, right? Right. 
But everything you want is over there. You right. know, right. you don't know this. You don't know this. No. You're you're in <laughs> your thing, right? So your fear is like, oh, no, if you go over here, you're going to die. You're not going to die. <laughs> Right, right. But no one wants to feel uncomfortable. That's, that's the right. Thing. That's the thing. <laughs> Every, I want to be in my comfort. Like, I don't want to be uncomfortable either. That's right. Oh, it's so good. I love coaches. I love talking to personal development coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I love talking about this too. <laughs> I do too. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, the, the, um, you're dealing with the imposter syndrome. You're dealing with the fear right now. Uh, so you're getting over your own, you know, limiting beliefs. Right. So and what's some other hurdles that you had to overcome? The, the second step is the accepting my own greatness. Oh, yeah. Stepping into that self-image as a coach. Because I, I was holding on to that self-image as a real estate agent mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? That, and that's the reason why i couldn't see myself as a coach yeah so i had to let that go let that identity go yeah and really accept my own greatness as the the person the coach that i wanted to become and like i said it's a process it yeah. is a process <laughs> yes that's and really good how have you, how have you dealt with, you know, your parents or your family members or your friends as you made the transition from a traditional business to a non-traditional thing? How has that been affected? Because that's going to be difficult for a lot of people. One of the reasons why people aren't successful a lot of times because they fear people are not going to accept that from them. Right. The criticism right. that they're going to feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. So not only we have inner critic, <laughs> the committee inside our head, mm -hmm. and the external environment, we yeah. also have our friends and family, and especially the people that are closest to you. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? Because they, they care. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's to really understand that they, they, they want the best for us, of course. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that's the reason why personal development for me is huge because I had to finally step into what was important for me, for Amy. Right, right. Not just to do something or make my parents happy, right? Yeah. Because I, I'm sure most, mo, I, I don't want to <laughs> generalize this. Right. But, um, they, they want what's safe for you. Of course. They don't want you to take risk. <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah. They have a certain expectation of, of you and how you how they want your life to be. That's right. And and that were that's the, the bubble or that, that box that you had mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. And I was living in that box for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I was not happy. I was miserable. I was yeah. dying. Literally. You were dying inside, literally, yeah. I was dying. Yeah. Yeah. So it was because of that. Yeah. Wow. Well, how has this been for you since we've been in the pandemic? How has this been? Has it how, has this helped your business? I know this can bring up a lot because it's all new. We don't expect it. I know in 2008 when we had the big downturn in the economy and I was in business and I, oh my goodness, I learned a lot during that time. So when COVID came along, I had already had a basis, you know, for what was going on. But for you, 
how, how did that affect you? Like all of a sudden, oh no, you know, I'm just getting started. What's going on? You know? Actually, um, it's interesting because, because I teach mindset, (laughs) because I teach personal development, because I teach human potential, I know that I'm in control of my economy. Yes. Not dictated by the outside world. Mm -hmm. However, most people, majority of the people don't think like that. So that, so during this time, it was especially important for me to show up for others, to let them know that you have the power. You can really take this time to shift and to go within, right? And see it as an opportunity rather than a crisis. And because even in crisis, right, just like what you said, in in uh, 2008, so there was two companies that would form. They were Airbnb and Uber. They were both formed during the In 2008, was that something? Right, right. So what's the difference? Right. They were thinking different. They didn't think, see it as crisis. They saw it as an opportunity. And that's what happened. Yeah. So I see it as an opportunity. Actually, I, I wasn't planning to take my business online completely. Mm-hmm. But because of COVID situation, I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's time for me to go online. <laughs> right. That's right. Very good. Yeah. So uh, how do you stay motivated? Uh that, that's a good one. That's really a good question. I honestly, motivation comes from the outside. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and of course, there's times when I, I always listen to motivational things like podcasts and yeah. you know, videos. I, I always do that. However, what's really keep me driving is actually the desire from within mm-hmm. is to really think about why am I doing this? Yeah. And the reason is because I, I love helping people. So today, if I don't show up, it's not just for me, it's for right. my client. Mm-hmm. Right? For the people around me, they're watching me. And, and I always wanted to leave an impression for, to increase them, to increase anyone that I come in, come in contact with. Um, so it's not just about me. Yeah. And it's about other people. It's about going out and help other people. And I think that's what keeps you motivated yeah. to show for others. Yeah. So I get that. I totally get it. What would you give, what kind of advice would you give to other women, Asian women who wanted to go into coaching, who wanted, or, or just anything else that, that's not traditional or goes against what their parents think is the right thing? Wow. <laughs> um, I would say, again it's a process and you you would need help definitely i i would not be where i am today if it wasn't for my mentor for my coach Mm -hmm. right so we you can do this on your own absolutely but the time is going to take longer yes and and for me i'm always looking for the next best thing so i I don't time is money Mm -hmm. that's right. (laughs) right so for me is if you really have something that you are passionate about. I would say find someone in that field or that industry and then hire a coach, yeah. hire a coach. And, and just know that it's normal to have fear. It's normal to feel, you know, the uncertainty, but that's part of the growth, right? Yes. Um, and it's definitely the journey. 
It's not the destination. So enjoy your journey because you got to love what you do. Yes. Um, and, and I would like to quote um, this quote by, by Steve Jobs. He said that he asked himself every day in the morning, if today was my last day of my life, would I do what I'm about to do today? If the answer was no, many days in a row, then he knew he had to do something different. Yeah. So for the ladies listening, if you're not doing something you're passionate about, change it. Yes. Change it. It's your life. So. Yeah, that's so good. Well, how can we find you? I know that you have your uh, Opulent Academy. I think it's opulentacademy.com or theopulentacademy.com. But where yes. else can we find you? Yes. Yeah, so I'm also on social media. So Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's also the Opulent Academy. And uh, you can also email me at hello at theopulentacademy.com. I'm pretty active on social media and also LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Well, Amy, it's been such a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to doing some more stuff with you. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me.